Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, Ken and Lisa just left Villa Rosa so I can record an ad. Have you ever wanted to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. When Scandaval first erupted, Amy and I needed to start a podcast immediately, and we used Spotify for Podcasters because it is the easiest way to publish a podcast instantly. So now... I highly recommend that you give it a try if you've ever wanted to have a podcast. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Turtle Time. Welcome back. Week three. Week three. And I want to thank you all so much. Our first episode, everyone loved. It was a rapturous response. Our second episode, unfortunately, Amy and I had to go into an underground (laughs) bunker to record because we were worried um, about all of the fallout from Scandaval. And so that's why the audio didn't sound the best last week. This week, we are above ground. We're riding high. It has stopped raining here in Los Angeles. We're actually recording this out in a public park in a meadow. Yes. The only sound you're hearing in this serene meadow is butterflies whisking their wings, but you can't even hear it. Birds chirping very softly, respectfully. <laughs> this this is a nice place to record a podcast. It's gorgeous. Oh my my home last week when that underground shelter that I built for our podcast recordings, there was a guy trimming trees, there were dogs barking, mailman was coming ringing the doorbell 10 times. It was just 
an absolute mess, but this is better. Yeah, but our fans stuck with us, and we appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> at one point, at one point, Amy's voice just turned into a full-blown <laughs> robot. <laughs> anyway, we we're new to podcasting. This this was this was born out of an emergency, and so it's an emergency. Oh my god, it's never ending. Yeah. I'm like actually stressed still. Yeah. Like a month later, I am actually just on my phone way too much. The updates from last week alone are like too much to cover. It, it can't get any more omnipresent in our lives and in the lives of this cast that we love than having a season that is ongoing that has a drama unfolding in real time actively that now they have to also have the reunion today, oh which is this right we're this recording, minute. which I was going to say it sounded serene, but also if you listen really <laughs> really closely you can hear the screaming of the cast members of Vanderpump <laughs> Rules because that is happening as we speak right now right now and we've seen the seating chart and it's insane I'm gonna pull it up right now yeah because it, I think it, obviously this is a visual thing like you guys are gonna be so mad when you're like I could just you know look at this yeah. and not have it described to me but I think it's worth just talking about so in I think of Vanderpump Rules first they are going to have two different seating charts to accommodate Sheena and Raquel. Would you say that's a first? Yes. Yeah. I, I've watched all ten seasons, obviously, nine seasons of reunions, and they have never had that. Yeah, that's like, they have people come in that are, like, not, you know, official cast members that come in and come out, like, the husbands or whatever, yeah. but not, I don't think, real cast. So they've deci- they decided to honor Andy Cohen and have him right in the middle, which I think is great. He can sort of look out at everyone. Mm-hmm. And then right next to him, to the to his left, is Lisa Vanderpump. So very typical yeah, so always, far. We're yeah. not, yeah, we're not breaking any uh, scoop <laughs> there. But then right next to Lisa on both charts, it's Tom Sandoval. He's going to catch some Lisa wrath right there. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. She's not going to be able to look at him. I mean, she's going to want to look at him, obviously. But I just think that's that's a hot seat right there. Don't yeah. you think? No, totally. She's. I can't imagine how disappointed she is. And but yeah. mo- more importantly, who's on the other side of and then, Sandoval? And then in this first version of the seating chart, it's Raquel who has to sit <laughs> next to Sandoval. It makes me sick that Ariana just, they're like kitty corner. She's across the way and she has to look at them. What if they're like holding hands and shit? What if they, this is the first time they are going to announce publicly, because we know Raquel likes to announce huge major scoops on reunions, that they are in a love affair. Uh, <laughs> you think that's possible, right? Yeah. They're I mean, soft launching oh it a little God. bit. It's like so stressful. It reminds me of when Ariana and, and Tom sat together at the reunion with, and Kristen was like crying and they, he kept just like holding Ariana's yes. hand and being like, yes. just so cruel. Yes. Looking back, it was so cruel to Kristen. But at the time you're like, she's crazy. Get over it. it exactly right. It, it Kristen was so still upset and mourning the loss of this relationship. And Tom was in such a blissful (laughs) romantic state with Ariana that he didn't care at all how his beautiful love affection towards Ariana made his ex-girlfriend feel horrendous. Yeah. It was really messed up. (laughs) It was so messed up. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, looking back, I mean, Kristen is really an unsung hero of the entire franchise. Oh, absolutely. And oh my God, I would love if they would 
bring her out for a surprise at the reunion just to get some thoughts. <laughs> do you think that would do you think that would leak? Could they ever keep that under wraps? Oh my god. Yeah, it seems like everything is leaking. Like yeah. left and right. I mean, like Andy already did like little pre interviews on his Instagram with the mm-hmm. cast. Like they're they're not treating this as epically as we're all feeling about it, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. They they are treating it, but still, it's like, wow. Well, they've been living in the thick of it for weeks now, so yeah. this isn't even that, I don't know. I think Lala has her claws out. Um, oh, yeah. She's ready to go. Oh, yeah. And I saw that Andy asked um, Schwartz. Yes. He said, were you silent or were you silenced? Yes, that was really good. <laughs> and then Schwartz had to think of what he was going to say. He was, he was like, I'm going to say. He was so confused. He didn't know what that meant. And he was like, I'm going to marinate on that. He's like, let's get down and dirty. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, he was, uh, he was uncomfortable. It seemed a little bit. Uh, so then, next to Tom and Raquel, they put Schwartz, which mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. He has to account for being a witness Tom to this sandwich. Yeah, yep. Raquel's in the middle of a Tom sandwich, and then on the left hand side, or yeah, left, left, right of Andy, left hand side, is Ariana, Katie, mm-hmm. James. And Lala. Okay. So it's really, you know, they put them they put them across from each other in terms of how much drama they are going to generate mm-hmm. when they're across from each other. They don't want people who have drama sitting next to them because it doesn't look good to see people going, I'm mad at you. And yeah. then look right to the right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So obviously it's basically major sides have been drawn here. Yeah. And only Schwartz is the one who has to be like on the side of Tom and Raquel, yeah. you know, because he is sort of implicated in it. Yeah. And then the only switch up is now to accommodate the restraining order that Raquel <laughs> um, placed against Sheena. Raquel leaves mm-hmm. and then Sheena takes her seat next to Tom Schwartz and Tom Schwartz gets to be right next to Tom again. So that's the only switch. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I wonder how long each part will be, like how they'll divvy it up. Oh, oh, like in terms. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Like, will it be like you'll? I assume they're gonna make us wait like a full episode until the switch. You know, like, you know. Do you think they'll intercut? They might, but like, I think they're gonna use it as a tool to make it as many parts as possible. Yeah, and they they never they never like intercut. They traditionally have to keep it pretty. Uh, what's that called? Chronological. Yeah. Because there's just so much stuff that they they typically go to order. Yeah. But I would think that 75% of it would be Raquel and 25% of it Sheena because yeah. Sheena ha- doesn't really have a significant um, storyline so far. Yeah, that, that she's kind of just a reaction to what was going on. So her commentary, I think, would make sense probably after the fact. Well, we, like We'll have questions like, did Sheena and Brock complete every um, task on their chore chart? <laughs> Which Call mom. <laughs> so... <laughs> They'll have to ask that. They'll obviously ask about the Sheena's wedding thing, which, uh, you know, we'll get into that on on this week. But I don't know. Oh, oh. But then obviously most of the questions will be revolving around what happened after, you know, watch what happens live. So I'm not anticipating 50-50. And I guess I don't think that they would intercut. But probably three parts Mm -hmm. and then two parts Raquel, one part Sheena, if I was predicting it. What do you think? Yeah, I think that sounds right. But then didn't we see who was saying that there's going to be a one-on-one or like a quiet interview with just Ariana and Tom. Didn't we hear that? Yeah, I just saw that. That So I was driving over here and my Bravo alert started (laughs) pinging on my phone. But yeah, I think that was also confirmed. Because I mean, that could be a whole freaking episode. Although I feel like maybe it could just be 
I mean, I could see them making that a whole 45-minute thing. Me too. Like, so I would watch it, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I would obviously watch it. So that would be maybe an addendum. Like, par- that's basically part four is this special. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm so curious about how it's going to roll out. It might be four. Well, okay. I mean, we'll know soon. But it might be four parts with that Ariana and Tom thing as, like, the right. the final right. piece. Because, I the mean, reunion. they kind of always, at this point, almost all reunions are three parts. Yes. Like it, two or mostly three. So this is such a huge moment for them that like, why wouldn't they make it four? If, now, if yeah. you had two parts, it's a bad season. Yeah. It, I mean, they don't do one part ever. If yeah. you had a two part reunion, Andy's saying, okay, there was not enough. Two part, it might as well be in the clubhouse like old times. For real. <laughs> yeah. So part three is like the bare minimum. Now I remember, was it one of the franchises broke the three part first? It, yeah, I think was it Beverly was Hills. It? Maybe Ugh, I remember like it being. I a don't big think it deal. was ever New York, <laughs> right? Oh my God. There's been some bleak reunions. On yeah, New York. but now like they just they evolved the standard to where three parts. So maybe maybe if there's enough content, which I can imagine of all things, this would be the one to do it. Maybe we'll get a four part. Reunion. I can see it. I mean, this is the biggest like Bravo HQ must be like total chaos right now. Like. I can't imagine, like, every part of that. Do you think they're just running around screaming? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Smoke like, is is uh, flying out of their ears. Yeah. Think? When I saw the post of the um, <laughs> the seating chart, I was like, I can just imagine getting that call. Like, we have the chart. We have the chart. Like, fire up Photoshop. <laughs> we need to get this live now. Exactly. <laughs> and then someone ran screaming to their computer to do the graphic design <laughs> on what the chart was. And then Bravo, you know. Uh, Instagrams that out. It's just so amazing. I hope they had the template ready uh, so that they could just drop the little they, photos they around. They for sure did. They had those <laughs> eight little I've circles. I've never seen that before, them do that. Have they done that before? I think they I think they have. I think people only started, Bravo freaks like us, only started to care about seating charts recently, mm-hmm. and then Bravo started to capitalize on that. Okay. I think there's another franchise that is shown okay. off the seating chart, but this is probably the first one that has really, truly mattered. Do you think that anyone is going to bring documents? Okay, what this is a great <laughs> hypothetical. What receipts could someone bring? I could imagine Sandoval, which is right off the bat. Yeah, <laughs> I could imagine Sandoval bringing He's receipts. He's organized. Like, he, he like went to Kinko's. Lo- yes, and he loves coming through. Stassi said it on her podcast. She said Sandoval was so good <laughs> at, at always having the history to defend himself, mm-hmm. like, of someone's past. Like, he could bring up something from season two yeah. and nail someone with it. She yeah. said he was so good. At reunion, so I bet he has some text <laughs> text messages where he's like, "This is proof that Ariana and I weren't doing yeah, good." Yeah, I could see it. And like, he bought like probably like an expensive leather bound book with yes. like red stitching on it that he spent like two thousand dollars on to bring it in. Yes, I, I. But I also don't know if his extra persona, his fully now sort of engineered persona that we were. F- fooled by is going to just come down and Sandoval is not going to act like himself this reunion. Yeah, he might like have his tail between his legs a little bit. Yeah, like I can't imagine because anything he does gimmicky or silly or trying to be funny is not going to be read well. Yeah, but I don't know. If but he he's not smart. Like right. he can't resist. And I don't. Yeah, I don't know if he would be smart enough to be what contrite. Is that the right word? Like be yeah. contrite for an entire four part reunion. He's so used to being the good guy. Yeah. 
What do you think he's going to wear? We haven't oh seen God. yet, have we? So I want him to wear. We haven't seen it. I need. I think he <laughs> needs to wear, and I've said this before, so I'm sorry to repeat myself, but he needs a really mournful, funereal look <laughs> with not one splash of eccentricity. Yeah. He needs a black suit, a white shirt, cuffed all properly, yeah. properly sized. I don't think he should wear a big oversized I think he's going to dress like Harry Styles. I think he's going to like roll wait. in in like a Harlequin outfit. <laughs> like, oh. He's just going to be like, wait, wait, wait. I'm here, wait, wait. bitches. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, wait, wait. So this is, this is good because people could listen to this and be like, what did he actually wear? Was it Amy's <laughs> idea or Riley's idea? I think he's going to say, I'm contrite. I'm in mourning. This is horrible. And you say, <laughs> you say all out. <laughs> Right? I mean... Wait, what, what is Harry Styles wearing? Because I, I don't know. He wears wild yeah, stuff. Yeah, he'll wear, like, a unisuit <laughs> with, like, a, like, ruffled collar and, and like... And now we have shoes. Tom Sandoval <laughs> coming out. And Tom's, like, just dressed to the nines. Crazy. Oh, God. Well, the, que- <laughs> the question is, like, is he going to listen to his PR team? Because oh, he has ignored PR- them multiple times. But, his PR- but isn't his PR or team... Or maybe who, they just are terrible. Isn't his PR team who wrote the statement for him? <laughs> Did they write the first one or the second one or both? I, I am telling you, I know if he would have asked us beforehand what he should do, you and I, I mean, we wouldn't get him full forgiveness, but we could have had a much better PR strategy for him. Okay. Video. It needed to be a video, a very sad. Sobbing. Sobbing. Crying. Oh, he should have been crying for 20 full seconds. I mean, seconds. he cries about everything, but that's why I'm like dying to know like the teaser, which we can talk about. Like, uh, really implies, I mean, I know some of the footage is from, like, last week yes, or whatever. Yes. But, like, it kind of implies that, like, Sandoval and Ariana's relationship was, like, on the fucking brink. Yes. Which I never didn't think that was true. And, obviously, that does not excuse him at all. But, like, I think it was, like, really bad. To me, that is a huge revelation from the trailer. Uh-huh. I, I it. It lends more credence to the idea. I'm not, nothing at <laughs> all is forgivable about it. But we, but this was not out of the blue. They were in full blown bliss. Yeah, it was a perfect relationship, and he just had to cheat with Raquel. <laughs> right. There, there was there's some groundwork here. Yeah, that we're gonna see. And do we think that in the teaser? <clears throat> so it's like. He says something like, we have sex four times a year. She says... Which, when do you think though? I was just going to ask. When do you <laughs> think those are? Which four times? Like major Quarterly? holidays? <laughs> yeah, the financial quarters. So well, I was thinking Valentine's Day is probably one, mm-hmm. right? Potentially, if they get horny on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And then what could be the next quarter? You're waiting, what, three months? Yeah. Summer? Just a summer? <laughs> Fourth of July? <laughs> They could f- they fly to the summer house right. for the Fourth of July party. Do it there. Okay, Fourth of July, and then where are we talking in the fall? <laughs> Labor Day. <laughs> Wait, okay, okay. Labor Day. That's around September. Is that when? Yeah, Labor I think Day it's is? September first. Okay, so okay, Fourth of July, <laughs> September. Then there's a little bit of a dry spell, and then we're talking around the holiday. Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, yeah, it was. I mean, I, I was gl- glad that Tom Sandoval at least let us know it was four times a year. Yeah, which is kind of along the lines of what he was saying back on yes. that years ago, the NASCAR trip, when he was complaining yes. to her brother <laughs> that his he, big sister was not having Jer- sex with him enough. Is that a Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> That's Jeremy, right? Yeah. He was really telling Jeremy. He was like, Jeremy, come. He was like, man, we don't have sex anymore. 
your sisters only have sex with me when you're in the house. And Jeremy was like, I know, I'm so sorry. I wish my sister would have sex with you more. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, so that's been going on for a while. We know she has her, oh my gosh, I don't know if I should even say this because maybe it's like libelous. But did you? Oh, let's just say allegedly. Allegedly. Did you know who the abusive boyfriend of Ariana's was who hated her vagina? If you're going to tell me, I am going to be so stunned because I've thought about it forever and I never knew. Who is it? Allegedly, I've heard last night when I was watching the show. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, my friend told me. Okay. <laughs> so I don't, I'm not even confirming that someone said it out loud. A source? Heard from another source. Yeah. One person said it was this person, and then another person on my couch nodded that she already knew. That. Your couch, or was this in a area where you were? It not was at actually all it? in like um, of on international waters. <laughs> so, so you heard a piece of information from a source from a source who had overheard something, and you were in neutral territory. Deep throat called me on my cruise over the holidays okay. on international waters yes. and told me that it was. No way. UCB? There, there are so many. There, I mean, it's just lighting my brain on fire and thinking about all the And he has a bad reputation. That is <laughs> insane. I, I can, all the connections are there. I can fully see it. We've heard, we've heard that was bad. Yeah. He, she has performed at UCB regularly, especially early in her career before Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. She takes comedy very seriously. Wow, that is dark and awful and horrible and an alleged exclusive <laughs> <laughs> right here on Turtle Time Pod. Just so. when I heard it, I was like, that sounds so right. Yeah, and that is libelous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we'll have to look into exactly how we get away with having that. But yeah, I think we Maybe did our we'll due put diligence. Like my voice, like a <laughs> put the scream. Wait, wait, wait actually, over let's, me. so let's record. Let's record the part where we're gonna say, uh, "I'm gonna, I'll set this up, and then we will put that in front of where you just talked, okay. and we'll do it in robot voice for what you just said." Oh, looks like we have a caller who has an inside tip on some very, very interesting libelous information. I don't know who it is. Okay, perfect. So we'll put that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Very good. Okay. Um, okay. Wait. Let, let me. Let me. Uh, which I don't. I don't care if I. I say this. I. I just want to make. Well, I don't know. It looks good. Everything looks good. Yeah. This is perfect. It's yeah. rolling like crazy. It's <laughs> the the volume is good. Okay. Yeah, I think it's good. Um, wow. I mean, uh, maybe maybe we should. Well, uh, okay. We don't have to talk about this. Maybe we just bleep out. Right. Do you think we should, Jimmy? We're asking legal advice from our lawyer who's walking in the room. Wow, we are fully in the clear to share that <laughs> scoop. Thanks, Our lawyer just legal. said, "That's amazing." <laughs> I, I think you're right. Yeah, so it'd be uh, Anchor, Spotify for <laughs> podcasters. So that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't sign anything <laughs> for this company, so that was amazing. You got a huge yeah. scoop. Thank you so much, Jimmy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 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 that, yes, at the end of this, 
Yeah, or, or you can at least send me the recording, yeah. and then we could have it. And we could do a robot voice to Matthew Max. That would be so <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm keeping this all in, by the way. It's so good. Okay, okay wait. So, so we're, where are we? Oh, my God. Poor Ariana. Oh, my God. I mean, he's already ca- he's already so canceled, and I don't think he'll ever come back. But if that's true, like, he is a monster even more than I Ugh. even imagined. Yeah. So, like, we already knew that she had problems with her self-image due to that yes and you know her and sandoval were had a good sexual relationship for a period of time but that they had they had they had the honeymoon phase of totally um so anyways they're like 10 years in or whatever eight years and four times a year four times a year and then they cut to schwartz saying open relationships are tough man do you think that's about ariana and sandoval he it, it it is but I will say everything about the trailer was made to obviously tease, yeah. but to be um, deceptive in a way. Like everything you think they're talking about is probably not what they're talking about. But I think someone brings up the idea of an open relationship because I think we saw that in the first trailer of the season. Uh-huh. There were some allusions to this. So I bet he's talking about it, but he's probably not explicitly saying Tom and Ariana have an open relationship. I think he's just saying the idea or the concept of it is hard, you know, but it's, but then putting that in there is just to make us think, Oh, Schwartz has heard that this is an open relationship. And, and then Ariana already confirmed it wasn't remember when Mm -hmm. she thought things were good. Right. She said, I am monogamous Uh or whatever. So I think that was just deceptively edited to make us very excited, but I don't think he is saying they have one. Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Um, well, so we, should we talk about the teaser now that we're just in that sure. territory? Oh my god, it really was a game changer. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, people say this a lot. It was art. I thought <laughs> it was so beautiful. The music was so beautiful. I thought it, it had such a nostalgic, somber tone. I was thought. it like the? No, no, no! It was it. No, it was this amazing song. It's called "Don't Be Strange." I downloaded it. I can play a little bit of it because we can play thirty seconds of of a song. Sure. Uh, yeah, it is so nice. It's called "Don't Be Strange" by David O'Dowda, and I'm gonna play this because this is a beautiful song. Oh yeah. <gasps> Thank you. So I can only play that for 30 <laughs> seconds for copyright reasons, but that was Don't oh, yeah. Be Strange by David O'Dowda. That song is beautiful. David, you should be so proud. That was recorded in 2020. Oh, wow. That was the first, like, really good music choice besides the theme song that I, like, really liked. Because they yeah. always have such generic garbage yeah. music. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. So I'm trying to remember how it opens. Mm. It's like... Uh, Sheena and Brock kissing lovingly at the oh, wedding. At the wedding, that yeah. was like that. They were like, well, "We're just throwing that away." That's the yeah. first shot you get. Yeah. It's just their their wedding. Which yeah, on a typical year, on a typical season, a wedding would be the biggest thing in the world, and that's like the tenth biggest thing that people oh care my about. God. Yeah, and like, and then there's a moment in, st- stuck in there. I think it's maybe more in the middle, but it appears to still be their wedding of. Um, Schwartz and Raquel having a little smooch. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yes. That was, I, yeah, I, I mean, I want to talk about that w- with you because that was so shocking to me only because, and I've said this a lot, but I cannot believe Raquel still went through <laughs> with a kiss 
after hearing from Katie directly that it makes her so sad and it hurts her so deeply, and then even Katie's mom saying, please, for the love of God, don't try to kiss Tommy. (sighs) Yeah. I know. There's something wrong with her. Like, it's not even that she's conniving or, like, evil. It's like she, like, has something wrong with her mind. Is it part... Uh, yes, yes. I think this episode that we just watched, episode seven, uh, last night's episode, there were some very bad Raquel moments where her brain was not functioning properly. But I also don't know how much of it is is she sort of thinking about the show mm-hmm. and her storyline as a solo actor and how to stay on this show, solo cast member, yeah. and how to stay on without the drama of James and this is her navigating a story that she thinks is interesting. She's glitching out. And it's just the worst <laughs> thing you could ever do and the worst way to go about it because she is not naturally entertaining to watch in any no. way. It's like, it's actually just upsetting to watch because... It's upsetting to, to, to see her struggle. Like Lala said, it's like you can watch her brain uh, establish a thought in real time and you're waiting for her to say it. Did, did you hear? Yeah. Lala said something like that. Uh, it was like, yeah, and it's just like whenever she does get the courage to stick up for herself, you know, you're like, good for you, honey. But then her voice is like quivering. Yes, she can't stop. It's like you, like sometimes what she's saying is correct, and yeah. it just doesn't work. So, like, I mean, I'll save some of the the new episode that yeah. happens, and she needs some friends to back her up. Um, yeah, Charlie is basically t- telling other people what. Raquel said that was interesting because Raquel can't even remember what she said. Charlie is like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, she Raquel. like tells her tells the group what she says, and then she's like, and you said something even better. Yeah, I was gonna bring, <laughs> I, was, I was gonna bring that up. I had a note about that. Charlie goes, and also you said something else, and then Charlie has to say what Raquel said because it's better than what Raquel remembered she said. Raquel is is so hard to watch, and even and this is not hindsight is twenty twenty or. Or I'm trying to change my opinion based off new information. I yeah. would have always found this hard to watch yeah, with Raquel. For sure. Um, she did say this week that she related to a different pageant queen coming out as neurodivergent. Um, which, looking through that lens, actually I could see that for her. I know she you know, struggled with her math scoops. She didn't get to go to the the math ice cream party. Yes. Um, I mean, she appears to have some social cue issues. Yes. Um, like when she (laughs) asks, uh, Lala permission to make out with Oliver, it was just very awkward. And then, and then she has a full misreading of why Lala is mad at her after the, the Oliver kiss. And after she called Lala mistress or whatever, she says, this is because you are jealous of me getting to kiss Oliver. And Lala literally laughs at her. Like that is, not at all what I am at it. And then she's like, we're going to the Mondrian to meet up with Schwartz. Yeah. yeah, she says the worst thing you could ever say. There's no nuance to it. There's no calculation. It is just, I am doing this thing that you are going to find very bad. And I'm going to say it right to your face. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you see her uh, TMZ video yesterday outside the nail salon? I did. I, I find TMZ interviews so... I'm trying to find a new word other than cringeworthy because yeah. it's such a cliche now, but I am so uncomfortable watching TMZ interviews because I find the <laughs> interviewers guys. so 
so eager and i know that this is like their their live livelihood and so they have to ask a bunch of questions and i always know that the the participant is wants to get away from the interview but they're being nice so yeah. it's like the worst combination of it makes me uncomfortable yeah he kept her on the horn there for like felt like five <laughs> minutes yeah and, and but i always and, and, and Andy Cohen said this. Have you ever heard of no comment? Yeah. Like you do not have to talk to them. It's uh, honestly, you look so much better if you just friendly, like in a friendly way say, I'm so sorry. I don't want to yeah. talk about that now. Her and Schwartz like talked to them for so long. But do you believe the idea that she did that, that, that she would call a TMZ interviewer on herself to, to mean, get ahead of the reunion? And Maybe. I mean, she was talking a lot and like there were certain things that she was like, I'm not going to get into that or like, I'm sure we'll cover that at the reunion. But then there was like 75% of the questions she answered. Yeah. And like she even got in the little jab that because um, they were like, what do you say about Sheena saying that she never hit you? And she says she knows what she did that night and I have a permanent scar on yeah. my eyebrow. So I think there's certain things maybe she wanted on the record that like maybe she's afraid she's not going to be able to get in edgewise at the reunion. So when you're, when you call TMZ on yourself, <laughs> cause I know someone's done this before. It has to be a, a thing. Yeah. Do you call a contact, uh, someone, you know, or you just call TMZ and you say, I am this person, or you have like an assistant doing, yeah. you say, I'm going to be at the nail salon, you know, for three hours, can you send someone over to me? Yeah, I mean, who knows what she would do, but you would assume. Hello? Hi. <laughs> I'm going to be outside of a nail salon for three hours. Why was she sitting outside? Like, what yeah. was happening? Someone asked if I would go to that nail salon and see if that big pink chair that she was sitting <laughs> on is actually a permanent fixture Did out you there. Look at, where is it? Did you uh, look it up? No, I have to look it up. There, it's I been such a it's whirlwind. No ho. Yeah. I mean, we should, yeah, maybe one day we'll go there. Well, just we'll see. see how her nails look at the reunion yeah. and see if it's worth going there. Um, so you do think that she was a participant in that? I mean, I could see it. Um, I think she, I mean, even with Schwartz, like when he was doing it, like, I don't think he's, like, smart enough or, like, conniving enough to make that call. But he talked to them for so long. So I, I do not think Schwartz called that TMZ person on, on himself. Yeah, no. I think he's just so – he was just so nice to them. Bye, Jimmy. Thanks so much for your <laughs> advice today. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think he did that. I think he's just – it's in his DNA to try to be nice to everyone, be charismatic, win everyone over. So he just stuck with that guy for yeah. as long as that guy needed him. Totally. That was my read on that. For sure. Um, and then I saw today that um, – we will get into Jackson, Brittany on Macho Happens Live, but I saw – I was checking everyone's Instagrams right before you got here, and I saw that Jax had texted – Lala, Ariana, and he did. Was it Katie? Was it a screenshot of his text? A screenshot of a text. And, and he um, posted this. Who posted it? I think <laughs> I might have saw, seen it on like um, one of them posted it, and it was like, um, like, go kill them, girls. Like <laughs> you're gonna be great. Like you got this. And then Lala was like, thanks, Jaxi. And then like Ariana was like, thank you with two hearts. He was a group chat. With just the girls. He got so much love for saying that Team Ariana thing on Twitter that he is like, <laughs> he's like, this is his new brand. He's a woman empowerment figure. Oh, yeah. He is on the right <laughs> side of history. His Watch What Happens Live, which we'll, I'll just say one little bit about it, but it's like his new thing is like, I have never lied in my <laughs> life. 
and I have always been on the right side of history. And yeah. Andy didn't even know what to say. He was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? He goes, no, because he's like, I never lied because everything I say turns out to be true in the end. He's like, yeah, but you, but you literally have lied a lot before. It, it, it was, it was, I don't know, Jax was a little, well, I mean, Jax was a little uh, um, ill-prepared, yeah. I think, for that format. Because it's he, been a little uh, while. He said that he wasn't a man of lies, but of fibs. Yeah, of fibs. And then Andy, <laughs> you know, corrected him on that. Uh, it was interesting, though, that he has a hairy butt. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany called his ass out. Literally, he was clearly <laughs> pissed. Like, he's a vain man. I know. Like, of all things. Like, Brittany, you, she was trying to be, you know, cute and fun and <laughs> spill some tea or whatever. But you really had to say he had a hairy butt. Like, we had to find he, that like, out. He, like, had rage in his eyes. Uh, he was also, he's just, you know, he's so red. He's so oh sweaty. He's like, he literally looks like a caricature of Satan. Like, he looks like Satan. Yeah, he has this he's per- like perfect brow. Yeah. His face is so Botoxed that, like, his brow yeah. and his eyes are yeah. so wide. And, and, and his, his beard pattern is exactly what uh, the devil like is supposed to have. And then he's, like, really tan, but with a red tint. Yeah, and he always gets really red and fired up. Yeah, and he just, like in his like tight suit i was like you look like satan like yeah. i'm scared of you well, well should we just talk about because i didn't find that watch what happens live to be too essential to the conversation what yeah. about you yeah i mean it really felt like they were he's definitely trying to establish his family man energy which i'm not buying for a second i refuse to accept their relationship as healthy or happy even though yeah. they're selling that uh What's that called? Something of goods. Oh bag yeah. Of goods. Oh <laughs> like, oh oh oh! They're selling us a bag of goods. Yeah. Well, they they also they're selling a podcast. They just started. I'm sorry. Are you going to listen to that? I mean, we're well, in a specific circumstance, but like, who wants to listen to that? I don't think this is you know a little mean spirited, but I think it's honest. <laughs> I think that both Jax and Brittany, either of them, do not have the the charisma um, to build up a full podcast if it's just interactions with each other. Right. I don't know if there's enough. Jack's really benefited from how the editors of Vanderpump Rules used him mm-hmm. and, and gave us a filtered look at Jack's, which was really fun. But right. unfiltered Jack's and Brittany, I don't think either of them have the right temperament and interesting enough takes. You'd have to be the biggest Jack's and Brittany fan, basically, right. to listen to their podcast. And I love them. <laughs> For some reason, but even I would not just listen to it. I mean, it's yeah, he he lives with a mask on. So like he's trying to say he's a family man now. He's someone who like just loves his wife and kids. It's like he he how real can you be? Like you have to be able to talk candidly. Yeah, and he also podcast he, he has this full he he himself has declared that he had a full rebrand. You know, after the faith thing, once he got married, once he lost his dad, yeah. he is no longer the same person at all, you know. And then I think we even saw glimpses of, of Jax in the eighth season. Is that is that when he got married? I think so. Yeah, he, I don't know, he, he, he still has all of the characteristics of the old Jax. He just, I guess he doesn't cheat anymore, right. presumably. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't really buy the changed man. Uh, <laughs> he still, he still had uh, inklings of the old Jax that yeah. I know and love he was was spilling his guts he was like just selling everyone down the river he was like tom sandoval has cheated multiple times and britney's like 
if you knew that, I would have told Ariana because she that made Britney look bad. Him yeah. saying that because Britney's like, wait, if you she's knew like when, you... and he goes, doesn't matter if it was one time or ten times. Yeah, he's just yeah. And we're like, well, we know about the one time. So what times are you talking about? And then Jack's just like multiple times, and then <laughs> and then she was like, how do you know? And he was just like, I just know, I just know things, I know things. He like didn't want to. I, I don't know. It was wild. He just he he is loving life now that. Uh, he is considered the number one guy because he has this moral outlook on the world that is aligning with history for the first time, VPR history, and he's taking advantage of it. That's why I think you get cameras on Jax right now, (laughs) and he is going to blow it big time. You get season 11 cameras on Jax now where he has this hubris, and something bad is going to happen. He's like, yeah, he feels so justified. Like He's acting like every... Like the reason that he never liked Sandoval yes. was for these reasons that we now know. And that's when why it's I like... cheated on, on uh, <laughs> uh, Kristen because I hated Sandoval always. He's like going to rewrite history oh, totally. to align himself, and then that's where this "I've never lied before" rebrand and "I've always been right" is coming from. He thinks that now historically he has always been right about everything, which He's is an insane person. Yeah, um, he said someone in the comments he posted the the art for his pod the new podcast and someone said like oh man I thought this was going to be a show but like I'll listen still and he was like yeah he was like it's coming don't worry (laughs) he has we I I have said this before he has said this since the day they left (laughs) he has said there is some insane project coming with him and Brittany that we all need to look out for and stay tuned for and so far it's been the watch what happens live appearance Right, yeah. that was three years later. Right, this podcast, which was like huge, like for it to have been like so momentous to be on Watch What Happens Live is kind of sad. Yeah, like they literally have like people who I've never seen in my life before on that show. <laughs> yes, Andy also started it on such an interesting footnote or whatever. He he started the the conversation by saying, "Jax, what did I always ask you all throughout the years?" And I was like, "Whoa, what did Andy always ask Jax before every reunion?" And, and then he goes. Are you saving your money? And Jax is like taken aback. Oh my God. Yes. He, he's, he's taken aback because he can't believe that's the first thing he's being asked about. And it's like such a legitimate concern. And he's like, yes, I'm saving my money. But obviously their income is down from the days of Vanderpump Rules. Oh, for sure. They have not reestablished their... But- what I thought was the biggest bombshell of the entire episode oh, was Randall. that he's in debt to Randall yes. for what did they say? Like uh, it was like seventy confirm. plus thousand dollars. Yeah, he wouldn't confirm. I think it was over sixty. I'd have to watch it again. It was oh. over sixty thousand, less than two hundred thousand. But that what what was interesting is that Randall promised him an EP credit on some movie for for sixty thousand dollars or whatever it was. Yeah, Randall was like, "You buy into Midnight and the Switchgrass, or you buy into one of these <laughs> movies where Bruce Willis doesn't even know he's on set and we're exploiting him completely, and you'll get an EP credit and you'll get a five percent back end on one of these horrible, horrible movies." Yeah. And he did that, not knowing how bad. Uh, Randall was in debt. How these movies don't make any money. How oh he's just—it's just a big. What's that called? Uh, robbing like a, Peter to pay Paul. Just yeah. a big, huge money like laundering Ponzi, scheme. Ponzi scheme. And he owes so many people money. And Andy was just like, "You're never getting that money back." Oof! It's so upsetting. And it's like when you go back and watch, like during their wedding season, when he uh, pushes Sandoval out of the wedding, and then he's like. Uh, he's like, Rand, you're in, yeah. and makes him a groomsman. Like, he was like grooming them, like, he was like juicing up Jax to then make him Explore feel, him. yeah, like he's like, 
I'll like have you with me and we'll make money together. And it's yeah. like, it couldn't have been a more pathetic scenario. Yeah. Um, is a Mia culpa when you admit something is your fault? I think so. It's like, let's just uh, have forgiveness. I have a Mia culpa. When I, I was obviously, before Lala introduced Randall, I didn't have a good impression of Randall because of how they talked about him on, uh, you know, uh, seasons up until he premiered. Right. And then when he actually <laughs> premiered on Vanderpump Rules. The biggest actually, reveal of all time. I actually really liked him. Okay. I thought he was sweet and semi-charming uh-huh. and nice to all of them and not at all like the the ogre that he was presented as, like the James uh-huh. sort of soft launch, launched mm-hmm. that persona. So I, I liked him at first. But then when all of the articles came out, the cheating scandal came out, I was like, okay, Randall actually was the version that I thought he was right. before I saw him. So he kind of charmed me yeah. a little bit. Did you not, yeah, did you kinda, not like Randall No, I did give him some benefit of the doubt. Um, my boyfriend. When he ordered those two chickens without the sandwich buns, you remember that? Oh, yeah. That was kind of endearing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he seemed like, you know, everyone, the thing is everyone liked him. Like yeah, all shorts the, loved him. the youngins. Like, he took him to poker nights. Yeah. Oh, Jesse Metcalf. Yeah. Uh, and Sandoval kind of embarrasses himself in front of Jesse Met- <laughs> yeah. Metcalf, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. He makes a, was it John Tucker Must Die joke or something yeah, like that? Yeah. And then the guy just ignores him completely and he goes, oh, it's just a joke about you being in Tucker Must Die. <laughs> he was like, you were in that, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was bad. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm so pissed off about, like, I think we talked about this last week, but like Lala, like rewriting history about how now she's saying she says she hasn't had sex since her daughter was conceived. And then last night she said she hasn't orgasmed since 2016. I was going to bring it up. And I'm like, you're a fucking liar. Then first of all, it's classic to when you're, when you get out of a relationship and it ends badly to fully negate every aspect of that person. Right. After the fact and make them look horrendous. Yeah. you get you get that right, obviously, but she is so trying to throw him under the bus that it makes, like you just said, everything that she has said about this person was now a lie. It's all she talked about. She said for he like was the most amazing years. lover she's ever had in her life. She said multiple O's. She <laughs> said I've never had sex like this, and then to now say you haven't had sex. At, yeah, she said an orgasm since 2016, which you know that's a long time. Yeah, and. I just think I, I believe that her and Randall were having amazing, mind-blowing sex, and she shouldn't be embarrassed to just say it. Right. Just say Randall was <laughs> a king in the bedroom, but he was bad outside of the bedroom. Right, because then that would actually make it more sympathetic because you'd be like, well, you were like manipulated, and there's a reason why you stayed or whatever. Yeah, like he was fulfilling my needs sexually all the time, but <laughs> I didn't like how he behaved outside of you know, our relationship, cheating or whatever. But yeah, I I, I fully agree with that take. I do not like the retrospective look, trying to make that person look bad because you're the one who brought this person into all of our lives. You're the one who vouched for this person. You said he was great. And now you say, oh, he was actually so awful. I mean, like she in general just will not take accountability for anything. And like she's taken like a full victim stance on Mm -hmm. her. Like, okay, yeah, like, I'm sorry that he turned out to be a monster. You, I'm not going to say that she should have known everything that he was up to, like similar to like Erica Jane's yeah. style, but like you should admit that 
you were turning a blind eye for a reason. Like she acts like she was just like yes. completely clueless and swept away. The therapist told like, me that he was not married. The therapist <laughs> told you he wasn't married. What kind of loophole is this? You go ghetto. to therapist to find out it. Like that was yeah, that wild. was insane. And then like it's like just admit it. Like you liked the luxurious like lifestyle. Like yeah. fine. Like L- Lala could get away. Lala is so smart. I think so smart. So creative, and I think she could have this humility as part of her toolkit and not have to be so like be humble sometimes, let yeah. yourself look bad sometimes. Yeah, she, being a hypocrite is probably the worst offense you can ever mm-hmm. make on Vanderpump Rules or in general. It's just it's so hard being a, a hypocrite because they have so much footage of what she said in the past, right? So just didn't just admit that, like just admit that there is some similarities and that Raquel has a leg to stand on, mm-hmm. thinking that you you cheated with James at right. the beginning of their relationship. Yeah, it's like she like the second that she went sober she felt absolved of anything that happened before that point. Yeah. Whereas and Raquel said, like, Raquel was like, I was drunk. Yeah. And it was like, it's a perfect point. Yeah. Like then everyone gets a pass. Like, what are you talking about? Like everyone on this show is drunk all the time. Like what they what are, are all drunk. About? And as of now, they're all absolved of everything they've done drunk. And like, it happens on the newest episode where she, you know, Raquel is trying to stand up for herself again. And, and Lala's like, we've moved past that. Yeah. She's saying it again. We, we've moved on. We've moved, moved on. on. And then you've Stan, moved on Sandoval from that. made a good, yeah. he was actually making a lot of sense. He said, you've moved on, yeah, yeah. but she hasn't because she yes. just found out two weeks ago. And, and you can't, and Lala can't tell Raquel that she's moved on from something that she just told her three weeks ago. And Raquel is, I, I, you know, say what you want about her, but obviously this affected her right. to hear this, this thing that she was always suspicious of her entire relationship. Just yeah. because you guys aren't in a relationship anymore doesn't mean that doesn't matter it yeah. still matters so yeah I mean, raquel so we're just amy and i are saying raquel <laughs> you are fully in the right <laughs> everything you've done is perfect up to this point uh so yeah i mean uh should we cruise into the new episode well, so i think we put a great button on watch what happens live yeah i, I think jack's is hubris is going to be my main thought was just that his hubris at this point has to come down because, he, like he said, he even admitted it. I don't have a leg to stand on right. in this fight. I've been horrible. And so I don't like this rebrand, but, you know, whatever. Let's see what Jackson and Brittany do next. We won't be listening to the podcast, but I hope <laughs> that they're on season 11 because I do want them back. That's, yeah. my, that's my thought. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> he was saying that uh, – Jack said he had blocked Kristen for like the tenth time. Yeah. Um, and did, it, did he answer why? No. And Brittany was like, "She's one of my closest friends, so being in the middle is really hard for me." Um, I loved the two brother and sister references that he made to <laughs> Stassi God. and to Kristen and Andy. <laughs> Andy was killing it actually. Yeah. Now that I think back on it, because his he just does not let Jacks get away with anything. Yeah. He's like, I don't have sex with my sister. Why yeah. do you keep saying brothers? I know that was so weird when they were talking about Stassi and he's like, she's like a sister to me, and it's like she was like one of the major loves of your life. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. and well, and and then that's another thing. He can't answer anything. Like, I, I know that him and Stassi had a horrible relationship. When yeah. they were like, is there anything you miss about Stassi? He's like, no, absolutely <laughs> nothing. Like nothing, yeah. There's just nothing you missed about your relationship at all. I mean, yeah. Maybe that's true, but it's just it's this whole like, like blank slate. 
nothing in the past ever happened and right. now I am the new Jax. That doesn't happen. No. And they kind of skirted around a caller asked about them not going to Stassi's wedding and I, they kind of weaseled out of it, I think. Yeah, Brittany just said, uh, I got texted when my dog died. Stassi uh-huh. offered condolences, which that's, that was sweet of Stassi. Yeah. That was very good. And then they saw each other at a party and they got to hug. So it sounds like there was a little bit of an olive branch there and they could mend things. But, you know, Stassi's pretty black and white. And once you're out, yeah. it's like hard to get back Ugh, in. I'm sad that we're in the like elderly dog death era of like, yeah, right that's when we how said long that, the light just The light just shifted to a dark... <laughs> <laughs> the dark, dark scene here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I is. mean, I'm worried about keep eyes on Gordo. Yeah. Also, they did uh, Ariana's cat, Kitty Dirty, this week, which I've never seen Kitty before, have we? No. And the first time we get to see this it's cat, a- it's barfing a hairball. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, because you have cats. <laughs> yeah. Is that portraying your uh, cat in an unflattering light? It's to make rude. That the first- yeah. Um, yeah, I, was I agree. Just like, what? Like, we just came off of a traumatic <laughs> pet storyline. Yeah. Like, let her have, like, it just to me a implied, like, moment turmoil of, like, pets in the house. Yeah, um, I agree. I think it, it was like a weird non sequitur. I was like, what was that choice? And they had just shown, like, one or two scenes before, they showed um, Sheena's cat uh, run by who I believe is named Salem, a black Salem. cat. Oh, I love um, that name. So I was like, this editor, like, likes cats maybe because they don't always show them. Because I swear I haven't, I didn't know she had a cat. They uh, well, I don't know. A lot of them have pets. Like I've heard Charlotte's name in the past. Like Ariana mm-hmm. has talked about it, but they don't really. They they sort of don't include pets. Well, until Graham actually, they yeah. gave a lot of Graham love yeah. this season. But I think we need to Gordo. know. I yeah, I think we need to know what the pet situation is. Yeah, you know, for all of our cats, we should know exactly what their pets <laughs> are. And I felt like I was surprised by the cat as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some shows like I feel like Kyle Richards. Um, Dogs are very much at the forefront. Obviously, LVP, her dogs are very important um, in the storyline. But, like, I'm just going into Housewives. But then I'll watch, like, Kardashians. And, like, their pets, like, do or do not exist at, like, any given time. Like, I don't know what happens to these animals. They, like, never talk about them. And then they're just gone, never to be seen again. Megan said that that Kim specifically does not like animals in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) And so they all, like, live in, like, this bunker um, (laughs) with, like, a big fence. And they all just have to, like, play together in this, like, fence area. And they, like, never come out from that (laughs) area. That's sad. Yeah, so I think it's, it's more indicative of if the person on the show has an amazing relationship with the animals that right. they prioritize that. And they yeah. even the reason why we even heard Charlotte's name was because Ariana loved her so much. Right. No, I love, um, it's always a, a perk for me when I see that a reality star or anyone has a cat because I'm like trying to always boost the cat PR. They have bad PR. Yes. People have a weird bias against them that I don't understand. Um, so whenever someone reveals themselves to be a cat person, I like them more. Yeah, it's so interesting. Dogs <laughs> are the ones that are just like, yeah, we have a dog. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. everyone has a dog or could potentially <laughs> have a dog. But yeah, cats, there's not a lot of good cat relationships, people to cat relationships on television. Would yeah. you say that's true? <laughs> Hard to come by. I was just uh, I'm rewatching old Southern Charm right now, and I forgot that um, Craig was a cat daddy when he was with Naomi. Oh, okay. They had like this crazy orange cat gizmo oh, that's that sweet. he like hung out with all the time. Does that make him more endearing? Yes, until he morphs into the future Craig that we have now. Uh, he also, in the same moment that they revealed 
that like when I was reminded of the cat situation, it was revealed that he was like anti-vax for flu shots. So I don't know what he's thinking. Um, twenty twenty and beyond. If that philosophy if that carry held, over, but yeah. um, he would have I had a hard time filming. I think. Right. That's true. Uh, yeah, I'm sick of Craig. But anyways. So did, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I do not watch that. I'm going to at some point. Craig had a fall from grace throughout the arc of the series. Well, I'm mostly he got he was annoying, and then his persona on um, Summer House was like awful. Like, okay, he really got too big for his britches. Oh, and okay, hubris. Yeah, he was like he came into the last season. He's first of all like there because his girlfriend is on the show, Paige. Okay, yeah. And so he's not an OG by any means. Like, he's like an interloper. And he brought a stack of cash and was bribing. He said, we get the master bedroom. Here's, like, 200 bucks per person and cash them out. And I was like, who do you think you are? Yeah. Like, Kyle is the king of the castle. Get out. Okay. So anyways. (laughs) So did that same thing, we were talking about how new people sort of irk us, like, because we don't want them in our show with characters we love. Did that happen with Craig when he went into Summer House? Like, are you yes. kind of like, you don't belong here? Yeah. Even though you knew him. He, I think because of his Bravo history, he really thought he was like an instant, like alpha of the house. And <laughs> it was awful. You gotta, you gotta, uh, you can't just come in fully your own persona and right. expect to be established on this other well, it's franchise. Like what Lala said to Raquel, however many seasons ago, like know your place mm-hmm. or I'll put you in your place yeah. or whatever she said. Right. Something exactly like oh that. Oh my God. But, um, yeah. So anyway, sorry. I, no, I, I love I did it. a non sequitur, but, no, um, they're it. all kind of related because the Toms go on winter house, which I think now they didn't because it was like, well, they were supposed to go like last week. Schwartz or something? did. Oh, he and did. And that's what he was back. That's where he was going on that flight when the TMZ guy got oh. him. He was either going there or coming back and then going there. Okay. So he was on it. Not Sandoval. Can't Sandoval wait. said, I don't think now is a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best. I didn't like. I I saw those episodes of of Winter House. I don't watch those shows regularly. Yeah. I am going to make time to do that. But I didn't like seeing the Toms on on Winter House. It felt weird. It, they were there for like twenty four hours. It was kind of bizarre. I I don't like what's it called crossover shows. Yeah. I really I, I hate my the least fav my least favorite fifteen minutes of in Vanderpump Rules history is when they go transition to Summer House. That's why uh-huh. I think I have such a stigma well, against it. honestly, that's how I felt about Vanderpump when they first sprung it you on You were like, us. I'm not watching this. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I feel conned. Like, how dare you? Like, I don't want these, like, trashy, you, like, waiters. Did you turn it off when they... When I they... think I... I might have, like, half-watched it because they actually aired it the other day. They recorded it. They recorded it. My DVR recorded it. It yeah. just like records stuff randomly sometimes. Whoa! And it's a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills episode called Vanderpump yes, Rules. Yes, I remember it. We- Two hours. Yeah. Um, <sighs> it's they actually played a clip from it in last night's episode. It's when yes. Brandy and Sheena are talking yeah. at the table. Wow, what a good time to talk about this. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it happened in last night's episode. Um, and then it just like pretty quickly like transitions to them just like working their shifts and introducing themselves. And I was just like, who gives a bleep about these people? Like I want like rich housewives. I don't care about these like young trashy people. Yeah. And then it took me like, I think I like maybe watched the first one and was like, no. And then maybe a couple years later, then I was like, actually it's so good. And then I did the same thing for summer house when they did the crossover. I was like, Absolutely not. Yes. I draw the line. And then like two years later, I was like, this is my favorite show ever. So, okay. So you just honestly convinced me that I should give Summer House a try and not be such oh a God. stinker about the the 
beauty of a show that I love and, and being contaminated by another show because I would probably be the exact same way because I, I have think, such a stigma yeah. against Summer House. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Like, it's really good. Are any are are any characters as iconic as I will I will find or as I found the Vanderpump Rules cast members? Are there Kyle any? Cook is like one of my favorite Bravo people ever. Okay. Like, and I he's currently he's the one yeah. uh, rocking a mullet right now. Exactly. Okay. Um, he's like I if I saw him on the street I'd be so starstruck. Like I'd rather meet or hang out with him than wow. like pretty much anyone on can Vanderpump. Can make that happen? I hope so. I mean, East Coast, have to get over there. Do you um, think he would have a hard time, like, if we wanted him to appear on our podcast, do you think that would be a hard get? Mm, I think he loves attention. I okay. don't know. If we uh, we could make Loverboy his hard seltzer a sponsor. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. We could just talk, I would talk about Loverboy as much as he wanted. It could oh, yeah. be, uh, what's that called? A Trojan horse for Loverboy, where we yeah. say, you come on and just advertise Loverboy, and then we just sneak in little I questions. I wear the swag. Yeah. Um, That'd no, be nice. I would love it. All right. Um, but, uh, well, I was yeah. going to say, let's take a break for our new Loverboy sponsor, <laughs> yes. and I'm going to put that ad in, and then we'll come right back and talk about this week's episode. Perfect. And we're back. I loved that Loverboy ad. Kyle Cook, that's his last name, Cook. Yeah. I love that he just read that beautiful ad for us. It sounded perfect, and I can't wait to have him on the podcast. I love their tropical flavors. <laughs> I wish we had one right now. Um, so, Amy, you were saying before that break that I think we should talk about this week's episode. Yes. Um, I'll start out by saying that, again, I'm sick of Lala talking about sex and... I think that she yet again was lying okay. about the quality of the sex that she had on this new episode, and it's too much, and I'm over it. Amy, I'm <laughs> going to offer a counter-narrative, and I'm going to argue with you. My favorite aspects of this episode were how much <laughs> Lala was talking about sex and how wet and wild <laughs> and horny she said her sex with Don was. You don't think it happened. You don't I mean, think she left the bed soaking wet? <laughs> I mean, now who who are like? Do we believe either she was lying all those years about Randall, or like do we think she lies in the direction of hot sex? Here, here's or do you advocate. think she's now lying? That I just think no matter what she's. Up playing it. Here's Lala Defender <laughs> voice that I'm not necessarily saying is me. But I think we might have known that she was overhyping Randall to save face and to present him as this enigmatic, right. mysterious Prince Charming that had swept her off her feet. Right. And then when we saw him, she was humbled, even though she didn't admit <laughs> she was humbled. Right. And we know this man... He is who they based Turtle off of in Entourage, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, that's 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 what I've heard. That's what I've heard as well. I feel like she was humbled, but she didn't admit it. But I can imagine a world where sex with Randall wasn't amazing. Can you? Well, um, a, with a stretch of the imagination, <laughs> I could maybe think that maybe that is the case. So when she says, "I'm finally having good sex," I don't believe this frigid 2016 narrative. I believe. She's had orgasms from sex, at least. I think she, I believe she's being spurnful, spurnful towards, um, spiteful towards Randall uh-huh. a little bit. I do think Dawn 
kicked the barn doors off the barn <laughs> and they made wet, passionate love because of how Lala talked about it. I honestly thought it sounded genuine. I my favorite line of the whole show was when my favorite scene and my favorite line was when uh, Lala said, I can't have Dawn come over because my mom is there and my baby is there. And Christina Kelly says, well, you can go to Katie's house and you can <laughs> use her extra room. And Lala goes, I can't go there. I will spray all over that room. I was like, what? <laughs> this is the wildest thing I've ever heard. I can't. Lala, which That might lead to your, your theory that this is not true. But it is so funny to imagine Lala. Actually, she can't go have sex somewhere else because she would leave <laughs> the room. <laughs> <laughs> just like tarnished <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. the, she's like i cannot go to your house it will be you'll have to demolish <laughs> the house <laughs> it was just like i thought i mean that is just lala being so funny like that yeah. she will just just destroy a room if her and don even come anywhere near it i'm I, just like i don't know how i would feel if like not to be like a prude or whatever but like if we were in just like arizona and my girl <laughs> brought this random dude over like to our rental house i'd be like can you not yeah I mean, like what i yeah i definitely felt that a little bit i was like are you is everyone okay like with this guy from bj's coming over <laughs> and how horny and it got the most low energy individual i've ever seen on tv in my life well i thought he had i thought every line he said was delivered really well i thought he had a lot of interesting non sequiturs and i loved how horny he got instantly oh my god he like ran to when that when they all got up he was like running yeah he goes oh my god i gotta get my phone like he was ready to just make that bedroom just fully like into oh my god yeah so, okay, I mean, so you didn't like that part. I loved it, but that's that's why we're talking about it. Yeah, you're tired of Lala having because we don't we don't know if we can believe her about anything. Anymore. Exactly, and it, that's how like Erica Jane is too. Like yes. all these years, she said that she was like yeah. getting railed by Trump, Tom Girardi, like all this time. <laughs> they're really similar. I <laughs> yes, mean, they, they, and like I'm like you're full of it, dude. Like you do not have sex with Tom Girardi. Like please. But again, I could imagine Tom Girardi <laughs> just going to town on Erica Jane. <laughs> Please spare me that image. That's like the most awful thing I've ever uh, heard in my life. And then now that she's single, her whole storyline, she's like, I get dick. Like, I love dick. And it's yeah. just like, can well, you like, it was calm actually, down? But it was a, fr- she's talking about this frigid period. And then we finally get to see that now she's getting dick. Right. But you're right. Where, how can we trust Lala at this point? Lala, when you listen to this episode, <laughs> we need you to turn on your humble meter or whatever, you dial your humbleness up a little bit so that we can believe you when things are good. Yeah. But be honest when you're being bad. She never lets us know when she did yeah. the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad because that was the start of the episode, all that insane sex. Katie was very really funny. I liked how much Katie wanted Lala to have sex <laughs> and how sweet she was being about it. Like, there was some fun Katie energy. Mm-hmm. It, it honestly well, made she was me, like drunk. Yes. Oh, oh drunk as a skunk. <laughs> and it also made me sort of like, because the, the trip I thought was so boring. I was like, this is the worst television I've ever seen. These three together are not bringing it. But that was an interesting little cap on the trip for yeah. me personally. I was like, okay, Lala had mind-blowing sex. Is your theory that it was just sex, but it was not not blow the roof off sex? I almost like, part of me is like conspiracy theory. Like, like she, she just like went home. You know, so when that scene happened, I was like, are they going to make it seem like Lala had sex 
and she didn't, or is she going to say they didn't have sex and they did? Like, uh-huh. is she going to be uh, truthful about the narrative? But the right. way she talked about it after, I was like, I don't know if you'd go so <laughs> far in and lie and say that it, you know, I don't know. That's, that's, well, I hope they know. got their deposit back. Maybe we could ask if Lala would ever want to come on the podcast. We could ask for more specific details yeah. about that. I mean, she did comment on your TikTok. I know. That so was so sweet. You can consider her a close personal friend now. Yeah. And Lala, if you're listening, I personally, I'm not going to speak for Amy, I love you. I think you are so funny and you have an energetic spirit. I just need that, like I said, I just need a little humility sometimes when you mess up. You just are honest about it. Right? Fair enough. Okay. So, (laughs) oh, um, Katie doubled down on Raquel. I made a note of that. She finally solidified her stance. I brought Raquel on this trip. She showed me her true colors. I am not into Raquel, which now we know she's on the right side of history with Raquel. Yeah, that felt she must be so pleased about that. I also love when Katie said after their love, the Lala and Don lovemaking session, Katie goes, well, I heard about Mondrian. I'm sure it blew huge chunks. (laughs) She was like, Raquel, (laughs) Sheena. (laughs) (laughs) I love that she referred to the Mondrian night as blowing big chunks. So she's obviously competitive with the guys night because that's going to be the storylines that are, you know, uh, counterbalanced or whatever. But just the idea that the Mondrian (laughs) blew big chunks. I was like, what a way to say that. Um, And then there was the astrology scene, which I found I found very boring. Oh, totally boring. I did love, though, that. um, Well, first of all, the tarot reader chose the cards and I thought you were supposed to choose the cards. Maybe for some sort of production reason. They were like, let's simplify this process and you just do that. But, but it was also my favorite new word, soft launch for Allie's astrology reading. Yes. She's an astrologist. Okay. So I think she is in this world. So this is teeing her up for what she does. I did like that James got excited at the idea of them being described as twin flames. Yeah, I like that too. And he was like, where did I hear that from? I started to hear that all the time. She's like, Machine Gun Kelly and uh, Megan Fox. Yeah, and I'm like, he should write a song about that, Twin did you, Flames. Did you think that James didn't kiss oh my God. Allie enough? It should have been this? every 30 seconds. I felt like, I was like, James, are you going to kiss Allie and touch like, her what, hair? What is he worried about? Like, she's not going anywhere. She's sitting right next to you. Like, I Yeah, I, I find that, which I cannot love James anymore. That's why this is just a PSA. But I find that kind of constant PDA to be possessive or... No, yeah, it's totally creepy. It's like love bombing. Love bombing. And, yeah. and I think he's... It, it shows a little bit of insecurity in your relationship that you are so compelled to kiss and touch yeah. nonstop. It's in front of a per- another person was no, there. Was I was surprised really the guy didn't say, can you please stop kissing <laughs> each other so much? Well, they're twin flame energy. Yeah, that's maybe what he was trying to get. <laughs> um, but I thought that was boring, um, but I love James, so I yeah, can't that, blame him. That was, more that was for, kind of a filler. But that was more for Allie, I yeah. think. Um, which, like... You know, obviously he chose another young gal, but she seems like she, you know, she can put a sentence together. I, uh, yeah, I don't know if we've talked about it. I actually have liked every minute we've spent with Allie so far. I thought she held her own really well against Raquel those three different times that Raquel sat her down. I mean, anybody could hold their own against Raquel, but I thought (laughs) Allie did a very good job. I loved when James was was saying how she could eat her burger in the first episode. And she goes, I know how to eat. Like Raquel would have never <laughs> yeah, said something be like, like uh... yeah, <laughs> Raquel would have been like, how do, how do you eat? Like she would have just let James fully do that. And 
I li- I've liked Allie's personality so far. She hasn't done anything that's rubbed me the wrong way. And I just took that scene as yeah. this is. She seems self-possessed. Like she's like, you don't really need to worry about her. Like she'll call him out if need be, yeah. which I think will yeah. be good for her. And I feel like I, I'm able to intuit when someone has weird quirks and like I, they have an off-putting personality from, you know, a little bit of details. And so far Allie has not struck a warning sign right. for me at all. I yeah. actually, I liked her so far. Yeah, she's like normal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I just saw her at See You Next Tuesday. Oh. She seemed really nice. Was she's, she standing by the booth? Yep. And she went away from the booth every once in a while and then James would go, Allie, oh, I forget what her last name is. <laughs> Could know. Allie please report herself back to the DJ booth? Like he would just say that on mic because he would want to like talk to her during oh the DJ God. performance. But Allie was really like, this is like her first time being in the spotlight majorly. And yeah. she was really embracing it, doing a good job being friendly to everyone so that's great yeah, yeah i like her yeah she was at the sandoval show when we went to yes um, when james was there right and, um, and that was the, for the second time because they met at canyon club yes oh i was talking about the one at sir no sorry tom tom the night that all the shit went down oh right oh yeah ali was there as well yeah and she was so she's in the mix yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry yeah you're right she but she was also at both Canyon Club appearances. So <laughs> yeah, that's been, her origin story. Yeah. So we've been in the room with Allie. Well, I've been in the room with her four times. You've yeah. been in the room with her three times. That's a lot, that's a lot for someone <laughs> a we lot don't of air know. Time. And we will be going to the next Sandoval show. I'm assuming she won't be at that one, but yeah. we'll see. But it's so crazy. <laughs> they just will not refund our tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there should be, it's like a force majeure. Right. Right. <laughs> If yeah, if one of the uh, band members becomes involved in a huge cheating scandal, you should get your money back. Okay, so then we went to a scene where I am so mad. It's about Schwartz and Sandy's. I knew you were mad when I was watching it. Oh they God. they finally make the huge decision to not take Lisa up on her horrendous offer of <laughs> right. losing your ownership of Tom Tom to get your original investment, which I'm sure <laughs> has accrued some uh, amount of money right. in the time since Tom Tom opened. <laughs> Like uh, the way Sandoval put it was like he, he was like he was announcing this big decision. He was like, "We love you guys, but we don't want to do this." Like it was just like, <laughs> "Okay, that storyline has officially ended." Yeah. Lisa is having nothing to do. They were with like, "We're going to stick with Greg." Yeah, <laughs> it, it, they've been talking so much shit about this Greg. Like, yeah, they, they hate him so much. <sighs> and but I, we, we, you and I both know Greg is you know killing it. He's owned nineteen <laughs> restaurants. He yeah. knows what he's doing. It's Sandoval and Schwartz. That are have unrealistic expectations of what their restaurant right. needs to be doing. We were, I was joking with friends last night about how it, li- like, little did we know they actually should have been going to Lisa for advice. You, this whole time, we're like, she's screwing them over, which is still true. But if they would have shown her the contract for this new deal, she would have been like, yes, don't do this. Put- Put something in where if we don't open at a certain target date, yeah. you get your money back. Her just yes, she would. Right. Her and Kim would have been so good to talk up front about. Yeah, these. as they said, uh, we've. She says about Ken, he's built more bars than you've had hot meals. Oh, I love when Lisa was saying <laughs> that stuff to them every time. Sandoval tried to offer some input. She was just killing it with that. I love that. Oh, oh my gosh, I like love them. Yeah. I I'm telling you, like after Vanderpump. A Paris, I'm like actually like have turned a corner on my opinion of their establishments. Oh, good. Like I'm like on board. Oh, good. Like I'm like they actually have it's like a cinematic universe. Yes, and it's, they and have it's every like, stage of of Lisa's evolution. Yeah, right. It's like a multiverse. Villa Rosa, <laughs> or, or sorry, Villa Blanca. Yeah, was yeah. Her, that was the stately 
first glimpse at Lisa's aesthetic, this is like, this is what I'm projecting to the world. Yeah. Sir was that hot, young, <laughs> sexy outlook on life. Yeah. And then the Pump joie was, de vivre. That, yeah, that was her joie de vivre. <laughs> and, then, and then Pump was when Vanderpump Rules took off. It was yeah. to capitalize on the nightlife, bustling, yes. fun. Yeah. And I did like that they filmed this conversation we're talking about at Pump because we haven't seen Pump in a long time. I like that too. I thought that they were going, I thought that Lisa was going to say Pump is ending soon. I know. We'll see. I mean, I I know that it turned out to be fake news that they were behind in yeah, rent or whatever. At least that's what she said. Well, some people were speculating though that that, that, that sad Lisa <laughs> conversation that she has at the end of the teaser is where she's like, we will all grow or whatever. But it's like, Lisa would not be crying about yeah. Pump closing. Yeah. Anyway, I don't um, think Pump is closing. I did like that um, Sandoval ordered a beer and a froze. That, yeah, I thought that was powerful. I was like, that is a nice <laughs> little fisting. combo. Like, that's actually like what I would want to do. Because sometimes, you know, like when I go to lunch, I want a water and iced tea and a Diet Coke, but also a Pinot Grigio. Exactly. If, like, mo- if <laughs> money was no object, which for Sandoval it's not really right now, on I the house. two drinks all the time. Yeah, yeah, of course. That was the perfect combo. I was like, Sandoval, damn. Oh, yeah, rosé and a beer. Um, yeah. Lisa got a fizzy water with lime. Oh, okay. That was nice. <laughs> there was a lot of, actually, just now while we're on it, there was a lot of fun drinks I liked. I realized that I really want to start drinking Katie's drink, a TSV. Oh, yeah. I, I love that the waiter, Ariana, got a TSV or VSG. And then he went to Katie and she was like, he was like, TSG? I loved that. I was like, I always have the taste for a margarita. I always want one, but I don't need the full margarita all the time. That would be like the step up no, towards totally. a margarita. I actually have thought about that. What was I watching? I was recently watching something where someone ordered a margarita in a very specific sense, a la almost the way Bethany Frankel used to order them, yes. pre-skinny girl, when she would say, All triple things. sec, splash of lime, whatever. Right, right, right. And I'm like, actually, I think that's usually what I want instead of a margarita, because half the time, unless you're at like kind of an upscale place, the margaritas are gross. Yes. Margaritas are celebratory and margaritas are also rarely good at yeah. every establishment. I got a margarita at Sir on Tuesday. Oh, and I was like, what? Because I just can't even think. Ugh. I was like, that's my favorite drink. But it was bad. Order a... It was actually, it was not so bad. But I just wish I had watched this episode before and <laughs> ordered a goddamn TSG because I love that. Yeah, that's a good idea for sure. Would you be a VSG or a TSG? Um, I prefer tea. Okay, me too. Yeah, tequila Vodka is my favorite. makes me feel... If anything's going to make me feel sick, it's vodka for some reason. Yeah, I'm not a vodka guy at all. No. Tequila's fun. It's an upper. I love a tequila shot. Yeah. You know? Man, I wish we could get TSGs right after this. Yeah. I have... No, the uh, listeners can't uh, see, but I'm pointing to my shot ski in the corner. Uh, Riley's never seen it before, but I do have a Watch What Happens Live shot ski. I was looking over there, and I didn't even... (laughs) It's his mazzle. Oh, my God. I... Look at that thing. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll so, do, we'll do, we'll fill up two of those shot glasses and do two shots, right? <laughs> yeah. There's an option for three. Um, I'm definitely. Um, does it hold the, do the, does it hold the glass, the yeah, tequila shot glasses? There's little there? um, like rubber rings on it that you shove the shot glasses into. It's That's kind of an exclusive for this podcast. <laughs> that you get to know how a shot ski works. I really like that. <laughs> we'll post, maybe we'll post like a boomerang of us doing a shot ski. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be so awesome. It's the best thing ever. That um, is so fun. I wanted to do a shot ski when Jackson and Brittany were doing it. I was like, that would be so fun. I know. If I'm ever on Watch What Happens Live, it better be on a Wednesday yeah. shot ski night. So 
I well, here's here's my notes, and you tell me if I'm missing anything. I did not really find any merit to the Katie and Ariana business consultant scene. No. I thought it was like I love them both. It was a C- flop. Couldn't love them anymore, but there was just no spark to that scene. Oh it my wasn't. god! I literally wrote down in my notes: Is it just me, or do Ariana and Katie not really have chemistry? Oh yeah, they don't because they were never really friends. It was always more. We have to be friends because our, uh, you know, significant others love each other. So I always thought that this something about her sandwich line or, or idea was sort of forced a little bit. It was mm-hmm. like we're going to have a business because our significant others have so many businesses together. But yeah, I don't think they have great chemistry. Yeah, it's kind of depressing to watch. They they don't they don't vibe off each other. I just for the listener, I realize my laptop is is about to die so just one second while i get this done like behind me okay cool okay cool so then so we both agree i was a little distracted during that conversation because my battery was going to die but i just like i said i do not feel the most chemistry from those two like naturally i don't know if they would be friends yeah and it feels like i mean judging by the trailer and the conversations they're having that the sandwich shop is moving full steam ahead. And I'm like, just like, I don't know. The whole thing just is kind of like annoying to me. Like, I don't want to be a hater. Cause I'm like, I love sandwiches. And what they were saying was true. Like all the sandwiches, like sandwich shops have a very masculine energy. There's like, um, What's that one that uh, Fat Sal's yeah. and like Jersey Mike's yeah. and like, so it's like, I and get what they're saying. Big Billies. And, yeah, they're always like, yeah, you're right. They're always like, yeah, masculine, strong. Yeah. I like that a lot. The, actually, I love the counterbalance. Yeah. To that. I love the Nancy Myers aspect. Yeah. They said like it is, it would be cool to go into like the, the you've got male bookstore, like mm-hmm. that aesthetic. So I, I see the merit of it, but yeah. And like, so yeah, I, I I feel like more of the example would be like a Jones on third or like there's that like beautiful women run cheese shop lady and larder. Like it's like, that's what they're going for. But my question is, do, does anyone want an authentic business from these people? Because when we go to Tom, Tom or sir or yeah. Schwartz and Sandy's, it's like a gag. Like we're like going for the, persona of it all yes. you're not going just because of the quality of the food so i'm just like i hope that they get a like beer and wine something but it yes. doesn't look like the space is large enough to go sit and have a glass of wine so why are you going there yeah i think they would have to either one of two paths they either have to be there every single day <laughs> with chef's hats on <laughs> literally cooking the sandwiches and and <laughs> and being the the face of this business because that's going to be why 90% of people go or it has to be such amazing quality sandwiches that they no longer have to represent it and it's just I, i'm sure that's the path they want right. is actually good food but don't get into business with lisa if you want actually good food when she tells you <laughs> her suppliers ariana and katie you run for the hills you see we're not getting meat from that place yeah yeah I know. I'm like, I mean, it is smart of them, I think, to choose a location on the yes. Vanderpump Row yes. because people literally like come from far and wide just to like go on that. Honestly, block. I'll, I'll counter that. I, I don't think they should because okay. then it is going to draw well, 
the right. people that Katie doesn't like to see the the fan the fans that are that don't like her that just see <laughs> right. her as this spoil sport bad mood Katie she all people are going to be doing is coming in for that right to, and Katie doesn't like that association right with those well people. that's the thing it's like which way are you guys going to go because choosing it to be on Vanderpump Row implies that like yes. it is part of that universe yes. which concept wise doesn't really make sense because it's not a place where you can get like drunk yeah. and like take photos with like the, and Peter and you know they're not going to like that vibe I love both of them but they are not going to want their place to be a debaucherous selfie zone. right like they should have just stayed in Valley Village then you and I when they said like I wish we could talk to Mark Cuban about our investment or whatever it's like you and I right now are embodying Mark Cuban and we're telling <laughs> them like the flaws that for that reason in this, in I'm this, out yeah like and like I'm dying to know. I hope they do reveal the cost of the rent. Like, oh, I wonder yeah. if it's, I bet it's more than Schwartz and Sandy's. Robertson is so expensive. Yeah, like, that's like uh, the most luxurious block. Also, it's such a conundrum. I was just thinking, it's like, Lisa is there as this wealth of information. And like, mm-hmm. Sandoval and Schwartz ignored it when they went to Schwartz and Sandy's. And they're, <laughs> yeah. they're coming up with this thing. But then also, do you take Lisa's advice? Do you actually get her in business with you? Because then there's drawbacks to that as well. It's like, it, this is a hard place to be in. Right. I was like, it felt, I obviously, I don't know. I trust them to have their stuff together I more than too. Schwartz and Sandoval. Like when they were talking about their letter of intent, I was like, I bet Schwartz doesn't even know what that is. Like, well, theirs was probably written, like uh, they spilt beer <laughs> and it was just written in the foam of beer on a yeah. contract. Like, <laughs> I don't even know how they made it this far. Like Me when they're talking with Lisa at the lunch and, and, She's like, go on. What does she call OnlyFans? She called like one fan. Yeah, one fan. He goes, OnlyFans? <laughs> well, I'll, yeah. And she's like, tweet right now that you guys are opening. And I'm just like, again, I don't understand why they didn't just have like wine and beer and like pizza for like a month as like a soft well, launch I, to just bring in some cash. I was also like, I was like, they're when they're like, how much will it cost to open or whatever? And he's like, and towards like 40,000 and, and, and Sandoval is like rolling his eyes. He's like, it's way more than that. <laughs> it's like, you guys don't know this. This is like, Oh my God. They, they sound so unorganized. It's they total like, chaos. And but, like, they're just burning money. Like, I don't know what they're spending it on. Yeah, me neither. They're like, our chef doesn't have experience <laughs> running said, a kitchen. We're having back of the house issues. The person we hired has never been a chef before or something it's like what well, how did this happen how was that how is this the issue and then they're like we don't want it to open until it's like perfect and it's like girl i've been there like it's fine like you could have you could have opened before like i'm not like so blown away that i'm like thank god they waited well this is a not or this is an aside but it's very relevant right now apparently i think i saw photos of them taking the booths out of tom oh my god of, of i saw Christmas that <gasps> I what do you, do you think? Okay, first of all, well, it before, was because of our episode. <laughs> do you remember when we said those big gigantic booths? I think it was. It was both us and I saw a TikTok of an upholsterer watching Vanderpump Rules, and they pointed out that the fabric and half of the booth was going vertically and in other half horizontally. Oh, so are they reorienting? Maybe they're oh. recovering, but maybe they'll also cut them in half or <laughs> open them up. My big, like, I still stand so firmly with what we said in episode one. Take out those big booths. They're isolating. Oh, my they're, God. They, they, they probably spent so much money on those, too. Like, they probably had them built in, like, the most expensive materials imaginable. Yeah, yeah I know. But it's just, it's not, the, uh, 
I'll tell you, this is another little boots on the ground secret, but I went on last Saturday night just to peek my little head in at Schwartz and Sandy's. The vibe, this is so mean, but it's true. So I just have to be truthful because we're reporters. The vibe was not what's up Saturday night at Schwartz and Sandy's. Bleak Street? Yeah, it was Bleak Street. It smelled like chlorine water in there. I was like, (laughs) what is this smell? It smelled like one of the, um, like they had accidentally put the wrong water in a plant or something and it had this (laughs) fetid smell i was like whoa what's going on and <laughs> there was no one in any of the booths and it was dark unnecessarily dark and there was just like a crowd a small crowd of people just by the bar area and this was at like 11 o'clock on a saturday that's upsetting sorry <laughs> is that bad to say no i mean it's real like i keep seeing all these tiktoks of people being like on the ground like pulling into the um, shopping center and all the comments are like I don't know what I expected it to look like, but it wasn't this. And I'm like, I'm not offended by the shopping center of it all because LA is like that. Um, The coolest thing in the world could be in a hole in the wall. Yeah. Um, I think the location is a little unfortunate just because you literally can't see it from the street. Like you have to be standing right in front of the door to know it's there. I think Lisa said the curb appeal was a little off. Yeah, you literally can't see it. Like every time I drive down Franklin, I want to crane my neck around and just take a peek and you literally can't see it. Like you, if you wanted to, you couldn't spot it, which in like, if it was like a hot spot that could be like sexy, that it's like hard to find, but like they need people to be able to find it. it. It literally lives on on people going in because it's easy to find yeah, and not, this isn't an underground secret thing. Yes. So I have just, cause I know we are winding down <laughs> here. I have to make a Craigslist deal in an hour. Okay. That is what our time crunch is. I am selling a TV on Craigslist. And I think it's good <laughs> that we have hard outs because if we didn't, it could get unruly with how much we have to talk about. So I want to yep. segue into what I thought was the most emotionally rich and powerful yes. uh, scene, which was all of the pool party. Yes. It, it, it was like we were flatlined for 35 minutes. Yeah. And then finally, a beautiful spark, which wouldn't you know it, when you get all those people in the same <laughs> room yeah. together for an event, it gets interesting. Yes. Um, I'm just, I'm, a couple of my bullet points are include a dab underlined okay well i love how raquel did the dab because you saw her brain work because she said i'm so proud of my new self which i was like raquel you're proud of that you barely could speak you said chihuahua followers which no one has ever heard that phrase before lala Lala is literally telling you i don't know what you're saying your brain isn't working and then raquel goes i am so proud of how i am now it was the slowest. I worst. need to. I immediately need to get on like Giphy and like Do blast it. that GIF like Dude, everywhere. You would see in the GIF if you slowed it down that it was like. It's so funny. Like no one has done that in like seven years, yeah, and it's yeah. like like eleven year olds do know it. She's not being ironic like this this is so dated it right. was like this is going to be a good thing i'm doing in the confessional like Ugh. this will be memed or whatever bless her heart i thought she came off pretty bad um and if she didn't have sandoval defending her honor yeah it, that would have been a blowout which now reads as like <sighs> yes but i am under the impression that the affair did not start yet what do you think when what the, are we still in August? Yeah, so some show? people have said that after that Mondrian guys night, they right. all went to Saddle Ranch and friends. Yes, came, and they we I think we talked about this last week. They had they saw a very intimate, revealing conversation with 
Raquel and Sandoval. So if they potentially had sex that night, the right. affair just started mm-hmm. at this timeline. I don't think it happened yet. They played it pretty cool, if so, because it doesn't really feel that way. He's like getting, he, you know, classic Sandoval worked up, like he high just, and mighty. Yeah, yeah. If people are like, he, Sandoval really came to the defense of Raquel. It's like he does that. He anytime. always does that. He, especially against Katie. He always takes the side of someone against other people to fight their battle for them. That yeah. is. That is to a T what Sandoval always does. So I didn't it, find that very indicative of anything. It's like the night when um, Ariana and Lala play the Faith and Jax clip and he gets so pissed at Ariana and he's like, like, why would you do that after everyone's been drinking? And he's like, use some tact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, he he always fights. Well, but then, Ariana said it again. He, she, yeah. said, she said, I'm not doing another one of these where it's you against the girls. She literally, like, Grandpa Simpson, like, walked out of the room. Yeah. Like, she just, the second he started, like, yelling, she just immediately left. S- Sandoval has felt his place as the moral high ground yeah. and the most outspoken for eight years or whenever he found his voice on yeah. the series. And it's all about to come crashing down because no one's ever going to look at those scenes anymore with any. I know. I mean, he was like it. He's like annoying when he does that. But like he was making good points. Like you said earlier, he's a good lawyer. Like he like keeps the facts straight. And he was backing up what Raquel was trying to say and just could not say. I thought he he defended her expertly against Lala, who we just said was a hypocrite. Yeah. And that would have been a perfect, great, clear argument had it not looked so, have, if it didn't look so bad now in hindsight. Totally. And I will say, I just want to quickly get in my opinion on the Go for it. Sheena, Katie, hotel of it all. Um, first of all, I don't understand, they're kind of brushing under the rug what happened with her friend's reservation. I don't, I thought this was fake. Questionable. I thought Sheena, unfortunately, Sheena, I love you so much. <laughs> you have to know my love, the love in my heart for you. I think she had her friend who is that Jamie all over. She podcaster. has a podcast, yeah. So she already is someone that wants to be in the mix. Yes. So that person, she get, Sheena said, can you call me and say that the reservations are booked out and then yeah. I'm going to make this a storyline, which I think the producers are not in on this because right. I think they want organic drama. I think Sheena. Was, when she like answers the phone, she's like, what? what? And, if no. you, and she goes, and she goes, and if you do that, you'll have to pay all sorts of resort fees if you go to another hotel. So this cannot happen. It was like she was laying out yeah. the. Meanwhile, Katie was like, oh, I asked if I could add Christina Kelly yeah. to my room. And they were like, sure. But then Sheena called Katie's bluff. <laughs> and she's like, if it's about the money, I'll just pay you right now. And right. Katie's like, it's not about the money. So I like the argument that stemmed from that. But I do think the circumstances are a little fishy. Right. How Sheena brought this drama to the forefront. Totally. So like. If Katie thinks that it's fake, then that would justify her being so hard-headed about it. Yes. But if it was real, I would be like, you, like, it's indefensible to just <laughs> preside over someone's <laughs> wedding who is now your enemy and, 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 from and, the balcony. <laughs> and Sheena already has such a stigma against people making fun of her. And she's like, I, I really have to have Katie peering over the balcony looking at me. Oh, my God. And mirror. they gave us the sneak peek. Two, they weeks, say two later, weeks later. Which, which they rarely do that. Yeah. We get flash forward sometimes, but not just like a little peek just to poke fun at something that someone said. That was said. really that, good. That was very good. Uh, but the editors yeah. are so toned down this season. They're back to reserved, but thoughtful good edits yeah when you watch season eight or season seven they had all those horrific oh 80s the, oh my god the like video game where it'd be like yes yes it's like now they are just back 
like you know yeah. they're just like stately they editing. have a lot of work to do so like yeah they like have to keep it together your heart then, out of, i don't care if we talk about it on the podcast your heart out is three right three uh yes okay so like we wrap have, up at that time yeah so okay so uh, let me just say last i'll just say my last point about the pool scene and then you go with everything you have to say my yeah. quick note is just i thought it was psychologically rich and emotionally rich katie and schwartz's fight how they handle each other in each other's presence, mm-hmm. not as a married couple, which looked a lot like how we saw them as yeah. a married couple. They still went, calling her bub. Still calling her bub. Still giving her a a comment that was supposed to pick up her spirits while she's in a horrible mood. He's still not listening to her. Yeah. He's not reading her feelings. They just like fully regressed into their married personas, which that was the first time that I've seen that this season. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I want. This is a wild scenario to right witness. i mean they just like shouldn't be around each other as no. much as they are and which they are i know is the circumstance of being on a show together but like also when he uh sheena charges out and says like your ex is yeah. disgusting or whatever she says yeah. and he goes like what did she say and then he, he was he, he was he was very antagonistic oh my god he says tell her i'll tell her i'll get back together with her if she doesn't go and i'm like she dumped you like why is that a like a poker chip like you like she doesn't want you back but i unfortunately <laughs> read that as schwartz gave katie so little that it was almost like it was almost like i have to do this because this is the worst relationship in the world so he was basically saying if i would do better as a person that she would want me back which is right which is like rough to say Ugh, yeah he's like he was really drunk this episode yeah he was really drunk at guys night obviously and then he was he was really drunk at, <laughs> at that pool party. Yeah, it felt like truly like old times in every way. Um, yeah. And I love that. I scene. love Schwartz, but his worst parts come out to Katie. Yes. Like, yes. And, and, and oh, and Katie's, which let's give Katie some due because I feel like we've been uh, her due. Yeah. I feel like we've been a little mean on her. I loved Katie. I, well, I love Katie almost throughout this entire episode because now mm-hmm. she's on the right side of history, Raquel. I thought her confessionals were good and I, I loved how poignant her her speech was not speech but confessional when she said i always thought that schwartz was just like not on my side as his wife mm-hmm. but i realized that he's just not on katie's side about yeah. anything i thought that was like really sad mm-hmm. and 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 insightful for katie yeah like it's like even though their marriage is over he, like it's not gonna change yeah he, like, he still wouldn't choose her even as a friend he's right. not defending her which was yeah. very sad and it's exactly why they broke up yeah um i liked when uh he said that she was being uh emotionally um what entitled it, emotionally which entitled which he said before he said in episode two as well and uh ariana was like i don't know what those words mean combined i sort <laughs> i sort of i i get what he's trying to say and i but i also don't know where he did hear those that that phrase before because i don't think it's widely used but i i get what he's trying to say but i also understand why ariana's like you you don't know what you're saying <laughs> yeah. with those two words yeah i know i get conflicted sometimes because like their relationship is so bad katie and him that like I don't enjoy her generally, and I think she treats him badly as well. But then, like, during that conversation where um, Lala's like, why don't we let Katie choose Katie for once? And he's like, she chooses Katie a lot, actually. And I'm like, I feel very, like, torn on that sentiment. Like, I'm like, I don't know which one is true. (laughs) That, which, to me, that is the most, you know, those are the richest scenes. When Mm -hmm. I am, I don't know what to think about this, because 
I feel like Katie does say a lot of the time what she wants yeah. and what she needs. Yeah. And she gets her way yeah. a lot. Yeah. And there is a lot of resistance to what Katie wants to do because in the past she has had a lot of bad takes on things. You yeah. Know? So I agree with both of them. They just, they, they're not right for each other. Katie needs a defender. Katie needs a supporter. Katie needs someone who nudges her in the right direction emotionally, um, who actually listens to her and values her opinion because Schwartz was just not uh, attentive enough to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, I will say though, like Katie keeps trying to be like a leader and like her saying like, no, I'm going to Mexico is her trying to be like a hard ass. Yes. And like, she doesn't have what it takes. Like she immediately started crying and had to leave after trying to assert herself as like a bad bitch. And I'm like, if Stassi like back in the day or Lala wanted to do something like maniacal like that, like they would do it and they would feel no remorse and they'd be like, ha ha, like suck my dick. I'm going to Mexico. And Katie like gets very upset. And like, even with like the stuff with Raquel, like I think a real um, villain or like a, leader uh would just have no sympathy whatsoever would not waver and she doesn't have that which is fine but like i'm kind of tired of her trying to like when you see lala sitting there and christina kelly and katie by her side i'm like that's the original dynamic like the queen bee who's like not afraid of anyone with the two sidekicks and they're always gonna fall into that mold and katie i think keeps trying to be like I'm single now. I'm like the lead character of my own story. And it's like, but like, it doesn't really work. Yes. You're exactly right. This, this, this was Katie's season. This was her Renaissance. And we're seeing that there are still these glimpses of the Katie that we've known throughout this entire series where she just can't get to the level of what she wants, you know, for herself, which is existential and deep and, I don't know. I'm a fan of all of them. So when thing, these things happen, it just makes me think about all of life and how we all have people <laughs> in our lives just like this. And that's why it's such a wonderful show. These are the best days of our lives. Oh, man. Well, Amy, we are going <laughs> to say goodbye to our listeners. And thank you so much for um, talking all this through. You know, yeah. this was this was a big one. Oh, my God. Like, I keep thinking that week after week, like, things will slow down. And then it's like there's... 30 items per week and like probably by the time we check our phones when we stop recording in a minute the reunion news is going to be all over the place we're probably going to have to film or tape another podcast immediately could you imagine what things have probably come out in the last two hours that we just haven't seen i can feel it like in the air yeah there is like this it's like the happening like it's like there's little like spores in the air that are like going into my brain right now yeah all right well thank you all so much this has been turtle time we love you our little turtles love you turtles all right turtle time sleep good little turtles goodbye